Now, get ready for Ted Sobel's Excellent Sports Adventure. Excellent! On today's Excellent Show, Ted speaks with the LA Kings Vice President and Assistant General Manager, a new Hockey Hall of Famer, Rob Blake, plus Kings Hall of Fame broadcaster, Bob Miller, and longtime Kings Captain and former General Manager, Dave Taylor. Now, from Sports USA, get ready for Ted Sobel's Excellent Sports Adventure. Rob Blake, congratulations. What's it feel like to have an H-O-F after your name now? <laughs> yeah, it uh, takes a little time to get used to. No, it's, uh, it's a good feeling. I had a really good weekend there uh, with family and friends, but just the whole, uh, the whole setup, you know, being in Toronto, the history of the game on display, uh, you know, overwhelming when you get there. What was it like when you first got that call? Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's probably something that you, you, you don't really consider playing for when you play. <clears throat> you know, you have personal goals and you have obviously team goals in the Stanley Cup and that, but the Hall of Fame is always something that, you know, the longer you play, you kind of start thinking about it, but you don't really put it into perspective until you get that call. So you got that call. What did it, it feel like deep inside there? Uh, it was rewarding, you know, a combination of a lot of good things happened, but uh, it's also, a, you know, the type of award where you, uh, where you get to reflect on things. You have time to reflect on things, so you get the call. You know, you have a month and a half to get your planning and your family and your friends and things. So that aspect's nice. Looking back all the way, I remember when you were first brought up to the Kings, and they're saying, "Here's this guy. He's he's got the he's got the body. He's got the mind. He's got the attitude." But what about it? You know. And then uh, you filled out pretty good there. Yeah, it, uh, it's funny. You know, we go back and you hear all these stories. I mean, I end up going to Bowling Green, going to college, and you know, it was very average when I got there, and it was probably about a. A 14, 15 month span where, where things just kind of started to come together and develop, and, and before I knew it, I was playing with LA. By the way, I was speaking to Dave Taylor recently about you, and I didn't realize you guys had the same coach yeah. in college, but different colleges. Yeah, yeah. Dave had him at Clarkson, and then I had him at Bowling Green. Uh, Jerry York, and now he's with Boston College, and winning his coach in college history. So I, I got fortunate in, in a good setup with him. Yeah, Dave told me he said uh, as soon as you guys drafted him, he got a call from your coach saying telling all about you, and and that got him excited. Too. Yeah, and you know, sometimes things work out that way. My first road trip, Dave Taylor was my roommate, and he was my roommate my first three or four years until you know he had his injury and ended up retiring. But to learn from from the great guys, you know, the ones that you're surrounded with, and that's how you're going to learn when you're young. And you know, being able to be a roommate with him was fortunate. I don't recall, but what was it like? being drafted by the Los Angeles Kings and thinking Los wow. Angeles? No, you got to admit, I mean, I come from a small town in Simcoe, Ontario, and, uh, you know, I had, had talked to Washington Capitals. I wasn't sure if I was going to get drafted. L.A. was not in the picture. Didn't even think anything of it. And then, you know, when the when your name gets called by L.A., uh, yeah, I remember my parents looking at me, and they're like, it's really far away. And I'm like, yes, it is. <laughs> have you ever been here before? No, no, I'd never been out here. I never, actually, I'd never really been on a plane one, wow. you know, so all that was kind of new to me. Okay, so when you did finally come here, you yeah. obviously knew there were some pretty good guys on that yeah. team, huh? Yeah, no, I remember, uh, you know, walking into that room with with, with Gretzky, uh, Dave Taylor, Larry Robinson, Luke Robitaille, Tony Granado, some of, some of the greats in the game. And uh, like I said, you, you learn based on those people. You know, that's, that's how you're going to learn. If you're a young guy, you just pay attention, and I had some great ones to learn from. How much of a Larry Robinson fan were you? Very much. I mean, that's who I, uh, you, you know, when I play pond hockey or I play road hockey or anything, I wanted to be Larry Robinson. I wore 19 growing up and things, so 
uh, you know, to be able to, to not only be in the same dressing room, but be able to play with him your first game, pretty nice. By the way, how much did it help that Larry being who he is made it a lot easier for you to just adjust? Well, he's personable. You know, he'll come over, he introduce himself right away, and, and he jokes with you. You know, it, it's, it's a big step. You come from college to the NHL, and you're nervous and everything, and he had a way of calming you and relaxing you at the same time teaching you. What was it like when you went into Toronto this past weekend with some of the other guys going in with you? Are there any fun stories or, or guys being extra nervous? or What was that like? No, you know, the guys are real good. Uh, it, it kind of, um, the way they have it set up. So you come in Friday, you have the Hall of Fame game, you go and you're introduced. Uh, you have a fan forum on Saturday. Sunday you have the alumni game and uh, you get your blazer and things. And then everything gears up to the, the Monday night. It's almost you, if when you're an inductee, you want to do it in reverse. You want to get the first night out of the way. You want to get the speech out and you want to relax and that but um, no the guys are great uh, it, it, for me it was interesting you so we, we saw a lot of highlights of different things and these guys can recite these plays uh, you know Dominic Hassett can recite all these plays all these saves Mike Medano and, and and the great Peter Forsberg so it was nice to be involved there when was the last time you were actually in the Hall of Fame uh, that was first time actually really? yeah I'd never been in the Hall of Fame before wow. so I got uh, I got five good days in this weekend. Staring at your picture and the, yeah. and that plaque, what's that like? Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, the, the, you know we had an event uh, the night before. It's called the Great Hall, the SO Great Hall part of it, and that's where all the plaques are, all the uh, the trophies are on display and everything. So I have my family and friends coming. My son was with me, and he, he, you know, he's still telling a story tonight on the way to the game about the original Stanley Cup and how it had, uh, you know, the rings on display and everything. So all, all that history we were able to take in. I'm really surprised you haven't been there before. Yeah, no, I, uh, I never went. Uh, they remodeled or, or, or yeah. you know, redid it here a few years ago, and I, I've heard good things about it, but I had never been there. So what do you take most out of this weekend that you think you're going to remember the most? Uh, I, you know, probably the times. You don't see these guys very often. You know, there's, you know, Matty Nordstrom's there. You know, he's living in Sweden now. I haven't seen him since I really played with him in that. Uh, you know, Nelson Emerson, Glenn Murray, and these guys. So uh, being able to spend some time with them again, it, you know, that you take for granted when you're playing together. You know, you have those limited times. So some of those stories you'll remember. And you're not going to ever forget, I'm sure, your family's reaction to That must have been very emotional. How'd you hold back from yeah. not losing it yeah that's you know, the, the whole weekend's emotional like that you, you know with your family right in front of you and everything uh no it, it's it's difficult but uh, nice to share it with them i mean they're getting older and it was a drive for them which made it real easy you know a flight would have been tough this way it was easy i knew they could get in and spend some time there but how did you hold back from letting it go you know what i mean because it, a lot of guys you can't help it it's just natural no you know i yeah I, I wanted to thank them in a way where i didn't have to spend a lot of time on it because <laughs> Because I knew it would get it that way. No, I just, uh, you know, it, it, the whole weekend's emotional. So there, there's times before that. and um, But being able to spend it, and say, it, it's difficult when you do get up there. Last thing, how does a guy who grows up on a farm yeah. in Ontario end up not only in the Hall of Fame, but now you're an assistant GM yeah. and a vice president. I mean, that's pretty awesome, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I was asked a few questions similar to that this weekend. And the thing that hits me the most is uh, the people I was surrounded with. You know, we touched on the great ones in, uh, in L.A. I had some great ones in Colorado, and I had some great ones in San Jose. Now I'm back here, and I, I, I come back to this organization when it's at its highest point. You know, Dean has assembled everything he wanted to do, so I've been able to be surrounded by some great, great people. Is there a little hole, though, that you won the Cup, but how great it would have been to do it here? Oh, yeah, I mean, it would have been a, a dream. I think uh, 
you know, being a farmer and growing up on a farm, you're, you're situated in one spot, and that's where you, you know, and so I kind of took that when I came here. I wanted to be in L.A. I want to remain in L.A. I understand there's business things involved there, but, yeah, I would have been fortunate. It was nice to see you here. I mean, I played long enough that I almost become a fan of L.A. and, and become a citizen in L.A., so when you do see him win, it's pretty nice. Congratulations, Hall of Famer Rob Blake. <laughs> Sounds you. so nice. Yes, it does. Thank Thanks, you. Rob. You're listening to Ted Sobel's Excellent Sports Adventure. Up next, the Hockey Talk continues. Stay tuned for Ted's Talk with the voice of the L.A. Kings, Bob Miller, on Sports USA. If you or your family love the freedom of swimming any time of year, if you love sharing good times and making great memories, or if you want one of the best total body workouts ever, then it's time to discover the three C's of your very own endless pool. The first C is convenience. Imagine swimming year-round in your own private swimming pool, installed indoors or out, just steps away. The second C is comfort. With sculpted spa seats and your own adjustable temperature, you can easily escape the stress of your day. And the third C is cost. Your endless pool is an affordable luxury at a fraction of the cost of a regular pool. And here's a bonus C, choice. Because when you call for your free endless pool idea kit, you'll receive information on our full line of pools to suit your budget and location. Call now for your free information. 800-787-3019. 800-787-3019. We're back to Ted Sobel's excellent sports adventure. Now, Ted speaks with the voice of the L.A. King since 1973, Hall of Fame broadcaster Bob Miller. Bob, what were your first thoughts when uh, Rob was elected to the Hall of Fame? Well, I think it's a great honor for him. He, you know, had such a great career, 20 years in the NHL and 14 of those in a Kings uniform and was a Kings captain. And and he uh, was not only an outstanding player, but he was the kind of player that gets involved in community affairs and helping people in the community. And a lot of that is important to a team and to a player not only what you do on the ice, but what kind of guy are you off the ice and are you helping area, people in areas where you're playing? And that's what Rob always did. And uh, as we always said, and we used to say on the telecast, nobody had a bigger, we'll call it a hip check, but it was really <laughs> most of his butt that he stuck out there, you know, and, and he could really throw that. And like he said, he did it because he had uh, shoulder yeah. surgery and he couldn't check with shoulders. So uh, he... Uh, he worked on getting that big uh, rear end out there, and he stopped a lot of plays. He was also the guy, though, when we, he first came up, it was one of those things where when he fills out, he's really going to be special because you could see he had that, that natural look about him. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and the other thing he credits is he got to play early on as a rookie with Larry Robinson. And he said, what more could I ask for? Here's a Hall of Famer, Larry Robinson, uh, who is such a great defenseman, teaching him how to play the game and and I think he's always appreciated that and uh, like I say he went on to to win a Stanley Cup in uh, in Colorado and uh, played with some other teams but he came back to the Kings and uh, was a great credit to this organization and now here he is as assistant general manager and learning that part of the game. What did you think when you when you first heard the the news though was this something that was a surprise at all or did you think all along he was going to be a hall of famer well i thought eventually he would make it uh, you know you never know from year to year who they're going to vote in uh, even when people are eligible so uh, i thought you know he deserves it and i'm, I'm glad they 
they got around to putting him in now. And so it wasn't a surprise to me, and I congratulate him on on the type of human being he is and the and the type of player he was and uh, how much he meant to the Kings organization and to the National Hockey League. I've always said he's a Hall of Fame guy. Why not be in, right? Well, that's right, yeah, because a lot of us said that early on. Here's a guy who's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. And, uh, and, and then, of course, not only did he play, but went on to work in the National Hockey League offices in the uh, area of discipline and everything, which is a thankless job. Everybody's mad at you all the time. But he did that, and, uh, and now learning under Dean Lombardi, another great mentor for him in this capacity of being an assistant general manager. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Okay, Ted. This is Ted Sobel's Excellent Sports Adventure. Stick around. Up next, Ted speaks with the current St. Louis Blues VP of Hockey Operations, Dave Taylor. Hey, this is former Arizona Cardinal and Denver Bronco QB, Jake the Snake Plumber. It's football season, and I'm ready to roll with my new podcast, Snakes Takes. Each week, I'll cover everything football, from college to the pros. I'll have lots of opinions on the players, the big matchups, and also the biggest stories from each weekend. Plus, some very special guests will drop by, and there's much more to come. So go get the Snakes Takes at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastOne.com. We're back to Ted Sobel's Excellent Sports Adventure. Now, Ted speaks with Dave Taylor, whose retired Kings number 18 jersey will be joined in the rafters by Rob Blake's number four this January. Now, with the current St. Louis Blues VP of Hockey Operations, here's Ted. Dave, I want to talk about uh, Rob Blake. And first of all, your thoughts of him going to the Hall of Fame. And was it about time or what? Well, I think it's uh, obviously a great honor for Rob and certainly well-deserved. I mean, one of the best defensemen uh, uh, in the league in his era. Uh, you know, I was here when Rob first came in, and he stepped right in, made an impact for us his very first year. And, uh, you know, played with a lot of power in his game, was an explosive skater, had that big shot, uh, could play physical with some big checks. and really the type of player that could play in any situation first minute of the game last minute of the game killed penalties played on the power play just you know a very good player but at the same time a great person what do you remember most when he first came up with the team well it it's interesting because we had the same coach in college and uh i got a call from jerry york he coached me at clarkson and was rob's coach at bowling green he called me and he said uh we have a player coming your way rob blake and he's special i want you to look after him <laughs> so I remember that phone call, and then Rob came in. I was actually his his roommate early on his first year, and uh, I had the opportunity to spend some time with him and get to know his family when his mom and dad came out here. And, uh, you know, he's got that farmer's background and uh, a well-grounded person. And uh, I remember Rogie telling me, Rogie was the general manager, and he went to see him at, at Bowling Green, and he said, Rob was too good for that league. He said we had to turn him pro at that time. And, you know, the scouts said, you got to come in and see this kid. I remember when everybody was saying at the time, too, wait till he fills into his body. Because you could just see that when it did, it was really going to be a tough dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got that big frame, about 6'4", probably. And I believe that he had his shoulder operated on his last year of college. And then when he came in with the Kings, he injured his other shoulder. So uh, those two years together he had both of his shoulders operated on but then he started to put on strength and you know started to mature a little more and maybe that's why he was hitting with his hips so much as his career went along because he had both those shoulders operated on but uh, like I said just a great guy and 
obviously this is well deserved for him. How about that slap shot too? Did you see that from the start? Like this is a guy we could use at the point for a long time. Yeah, no question. I mean, he he had that that power. You know, just explosive skater, and he could really fire the puck. And uh, you know, the shot was one thing. He could he could move the puck well. He had good vision. Uh, probably. You know, for power plays that we had over the years, when you have that big weapon on the point, it opens up a lot of other options for the team. How about his demeanor, though, uh, coming in as well? I think some people thought that he might have been a little bit too quiet for the kind of guy you wanted out of him. Did he evolve that way, too? Or? Um, I thought he was very respectful. And, uh, you know, when he first came in, he was paired with Larry Robinson early. So that... Uh, I think that really helped him. You know, obviously... One of his idols, too. <laughs> One... One of his idols and a great player, and uh, you know we had probably probably close to 13 feet of defenseman there between those two guys and their reach back there on the. So that you know that that was another good opportunity for Rob to learn from a guy like Larry and uh, you know what it's like to be a pro and how to play defense in all those situations. Final thing, when you see him going to the hall on Monday, what's going to be your thoughts most of all? Well, I I remember when he first came in, you know, and uh, I think that's always gratifying when yeah. you have an opportunity to play with somebody and you watch them develop and, and you watch uh, the kind of career that Rob had and, you know, certainly well-deserved. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate the time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Ted Sobel's Excellent Sports Adventure. Excellent! Tune in next week for another great interview with some of the biggest names in sports. Don't forget, you can follow Ted Sobel on Twitter at Ted Sobel Sports. Plus, you can check out our other podcasts from Joe Morgan, Jake Plummer, Lee Steinberg, Jimmy Vaccaro, and Fred Dreyer on SportsUSAMedia.com, PodcastONE.com, iTunes, and the TuneIn app for your smartphone. This is Sports USA.